following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the two-point conversation football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and alongside me is uh my what if guy my nfl history guy mr andrew lens andrew happy monday to you how are you i'm doing good it's beautiful starting to warm up down here kids went back to school so i'm wonderful good <laughs> that is a good thing that's always a good thing uh it's cold up here again we had two days of nice weather it's cold but hey the ice is starting to move down the river that's cool when i was driving up to uh, our lovely studio here in north tanawanda notice there's a lot of ice chunks in the water which weren't there two days ago so that's good that that is good that's some progress there yeah it's coming it's ice. coming along I still don't miss the snow. I don't blame you. It's terrible. <laughs> um, today. So uh, today is Andrew's choice for our wonderful what ifs. And uh, got a pretty fun one. All right. Andrew th- uh, picked one that, uh, that, you know, has ties to myself. And it involves one of my favorite, uh, my favorite running back in NFL history. Top five favorite player of all time. Uh, Andrew, why don't you let him know what we're talking about today? And we are talking. We are talking about what if Marshall Falk wasn't traded. So it impacts a lot of things. It impacts one. the greatest show on turf. It impacts your team, the Colts. What does that team look like? And it also, I feel, it impacts the 1999 NFL Draft big time. 100. percent I mean. Do we get that crazy Ricky Williams trade? Yeah. Do we not? Probably still. <laughs> Who do the Rams take? Who do the Colts take? You know, if if that's do do the Colts or the Rams make the trade with with the Saints? Right. Do they get that? So there's a lot to I think kind of unpack. I mean we're talking about a team in 99 when he was traded that went on to win the Super Bowl, even though they were not even picked with a random underdog quarterback. But Marshall Falk was the mainstay of that Rams offense for so many years, that heart and soul. But wonder if Indy had that a different type of back to work with Peyton and Marvin Harrison. They certainly did. And I know the Colts ended up with Edger and James, you know, the fall the, that that following season after they didn't move on from him. But Marshall Falk is a different animal. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to take anything away from Edge because Edge was great. Um, but he was not the he wasn't really the pass catching running back that that Marshall Falk was like not even remotely close. Marshall Falk was 
I know there's been a lot of receiving type backs, but to, in my opinion, he popularized it in the modern era of football. He really popularized it. Um, people try to imitate Marshall Falk's game, and he was just that. He was that good. But the issues, you know, little NFL history dive, the issues was that Marshall Falk wanted a new contract. This is why this all came into play. Marshall Falk was, you know, got hurt a couple times, but he wanted a new contract. He wanted to math. Uh, to be one of the highest paid running backs at that time. And it just, it wasn't good. He would sit out of practice. And the thing was that the Colts had a really, really young team at this point. We've seen how player holdouts and contract stuff have uh, derailed the team many times before, right? We've all seen it. All right. Uh, when AB, you know, AB and Le'Veon Bell leaving, oh, it's more so Le'Veon Bell. They did okay that year, but you know, most recently, it, it threw off the chemistry. That was one of the greatest QB running back wide receiver duos of, or tri- tri- trios, Jesus, of all time. And we've seen how that kind of der- derailed Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh went from being a consistent top, you know, top five team in the league to squeaking into the playoffs or barely missing the playoffs. It was, that's what it came down to. Uh, we, we've seen it many other times before. Um, uh, it, it just, it derails a team. And when you have a young guy like Peyton Manning, when you have Marvin Harrison still, you know, a couple years in, um, you know, amongst some of the other pieces that the Colts had, and they were, you know, developing and getting it, you know, going forward. This is not the kind of thing that you want from a, a, a the running back position from any position at all, but mostly the running back position in my estimation, because uh, we, we've seen the, 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 the shelf life of running backs. All right. We've seen guys get paid and drop off massively. And it's it's sad to talk about them like that because there are a few who go way longer than they should. However, most most people will not extend a running back past their I think their second contract. Most GMs usually. That was Bill Polian's philosophy, and he was the general manager of the Colts at this time. Yeah, Bill Polian was I think a very underrated team builder. I think he knew what he was doing, knew what he wanted. And it, it kind of shocked me that he got rid of a guy like Marshall Falk, considering he had Thurman Thomas in Buffalo and he drafted Thurman Thomas. And Thurman Thomas is another heart and soul of an, I feel of a, of an offense. I don't know how Mr. Kelly and the rest of the gang would feel about that, but, I felt like that offense was driven by Thurman. Just like I think this offense could be really driven by what Marshall Fall could do. And what we saw in St. Louis, just right. that dynamic play, what you can do with them is he, you can line them up, up in the slot, you line them up outside, you put them in the backfield, just the things that he could do. Like you said, edges, edge was great but edge never gave you that dimension that Marshall Falk could give your offense. Right. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, it's, it, it was, it's one of those things. I think a part of it too, was the Colts lack of success at that point, mm-hmm. their, their peak. And as of 1998, all right, they've kind of been through uh, Marshall Falk. I wouldn't say rebuilds, but he's been through some highs and some lows, right? Marshall Falk yeah. was a part of that 1995 AFC championship game team team that went all the way under Jim Harbaugh and company. They peaked there. The, the decline started. 
96, 97. I think 96, they made the playoffs. 97, they missed some issues with Harbaugh and his health. But, you know, Falk, he sees this Colts team rebuilding five years into his career, right? Five seasons he spent with Indianapolis. Ah, I got to get out of here. This is, you know, it's great. We got a good quarterback, but I need to go. And the Rams at that time were, they're cut. They were a little, I would say, dare so say they were. I, I, I were ex, it's hard to say, but people were excited. Trent Green, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. Um, I think they were all drafted around the same time. At least the, that's what they showed in the Kurt Warner movie. And of course, no. you know, if everything, what's that? I don't think Isaac Bruce was. Tory Holt was drafted was in 99. Okay. Isaac Bruce was drafted the same year as Marshall Falk, 94. Okay, so Isaac Bruce was there, not Tory Holt yet. But this team looks exciting. It looks relatively promising. All right. Uh, this was a, you know, everybody that expected a, high, a pretty high-powered team. It's Mike Martz. It's uh, Dick Vermeil. A lot of excitement there for the Rams. All right, go to the Rams. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know how much say he had in his trade destination, but he kind of seen the writing on the wall. And I guess when you're developing a team, you don't want to issue, uh, right, you don't want to issue big time contracts that'll hurt you down the road. I, I think I'm not sure where the salary cap was at that time. I'm not sure, but also Marshall Falk was the featured back of this offense that, um, you know, he was well, not the featured back, just the featured back, but the featured player. And he was playing on a seven year, $17.2 million contract. That sounds paltry right now. That's sad. How football just destroys your concept of money. <laughs> Can't be. That sounds so pathetic. <laughs> it can't be. It is. Camp individual sales. I said it was 14. No, it can't be just 14 million. <clears throat> can't feel the team. What is it, 14 million in like 19? When he got drafted, it was $17.2 million contract over seven years with a 5.1 million uh, signing bonus. I was looking for the salary cap. Oh, okay. Yeah, was, that's what I... Uh, 19... 1999? No, that's not it. It's the NHL. I'm not even sure. But I'm, I'm guessing it was pretty low. The contracts aren't close to being reflected yeah. what they are today. So, yeah. so yeah, so, you know, he, he gets whatever he gets his trade, but what happens if Bill Polian compromises and he gets that trade, right? Or he doesn't, or he gets that money, right? Okay. Here you go, Falk. You can stick around. I think the biggest impact actually happens to the Rams. That's the biggest thing. I don't think it affects the Colts much, maybe a little bit. It could, it could, you know, uh, what's the phrase? I'm not sure what the phrase. It could hurt. It could hurt them, but and it could help them. It's kind of. I think it's kind of similar. But the the biggest thing is the Rams. The greatest show on turf is not a thing. All right, Kurt Warner's. You know, and Kurt Warner is Kurt Warner. He is you know, incredible, an amazing player. But that that unit is not the greatest show on turf. Is not a thing. If Marshall Falk is not a part of it, he is not just a plug and play running back he's not a, he's not one of those guys who you could just put in anybody that you draft and go and do what they did 
for those that three, four year stretch. I think it was like three, four year stretch or whatever it was. It's not happening. Because one of the reasons why they got Marshall Falk is they've been looking for a running back for years. Yeah. Uh, Bettis didn't work out. We just did that. They wanted to make him into a fullback. Lawrence Phillips, if you know anything about him, enough said. <laughs> so my thing is, is if they don't get him. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be as good, but do they still draft Tory Holt? And if Marshall Falk stays with the Colts, do the Rams end up with Edger and James? Not saying that Edger and James is going to make the greatest show on turf run the way that Falk did, because we just two completely different backs because you still need a running back. So now you're losing your, your Batman to your Robin in a way at right. Or your, your Robin to your Batman at wide receiver. What sort of St. Louis give up for that. For what? For, for Marshall Falk. A second and a fifth. Okay. Oh, I see. They're, they're Oh yeah, that's true. They okay, draft. Just add some layers. Okay, I see they drafted him six over Tory Holt, sixth overall. So now you don't have the Colts draft an Edger and James, and that's that's the big thing too. Is who do the Colts draft, or do the Colts make that trade with Washington? Because, like you said, the Colts are rebuilding at this point. They just got Peyton. Peyton was. <laughs> Not the greatest of rookie years, but you know, you know where that ceiling is going. There's some, there's, there's flashes there. So you got Marvin Harrison. So do they draft, draft Tory Holt? Do the Colts draft Tory Holt? Do they make the trade with Washington or with the Saints? And or at the four spot. Do they go Champ Bailey and you got yourselves guys a lockdown corner for years? And what was the biggest knock on all those Colts teams in the early 2000s? Defense. Exactly. Right. This is, uh, yeah, this adds <laughs> a, a crazy layer to all this. It most certainly does. I don't know if they go wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it would be a lot. It's, it's, Crazy to think about Marvin Harrison and Tory Holt together with Peyton Manning. That's a disgusting team. Oh boy. I mean, but I as much as the offense is exciting, I'm just thinking about Champ Bailey. That's where um, I that's what I'm looking at too. Because yeah, their defense was paltry. <laughs> um, and it took them a long time to really develop and get that defense underway. It was bad. It was it was terrible. It was absolutely atrocious. So um, and if they were the, the trade, I kind of knock that off as I'm looking at it and thinking about it. Cause they were drafting fourth. Washington was drafting fifth. If they really wanted to make that trade, they probably could have did it knowing that they still had a probably outside shot at Edger and James. Right. Cause Ricky Williams was the hot back that year. So I'm thinking they stay pat at four. And I'm a champ Bailey guy at this position. You think the Colts are taking Bailey? I I would say that too. I think they have their wide receiver one. I think they've identified their wide receiver one and that's where they want to be. 
in 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 Marvin Harrison, who was that good. Uh, yeah, defensively, it was not a good spot. So I I don't hate that move. I mean, that shakes up some other stuff. What does Washington do? Um, amongst other things, but I still that pick right there is is interesting. Do they go Tory? Do they go Edge? I would say because of their because they're so desperate for running back that that St. Louis does take Edgerin James, oh. and that shakes things up a little bit. That 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 affects that still the reverberating effect is still the the greatest show on turf, and how it shapes up. Everything just happened to fall in their favor, you know, as far as acquiring talent, drafting, trading. The Rams, I mean, obviously, like you get a dime a dozen undrafted court right undrafted quarterback uh like kurt warner he happens to be your backup and he comes out and he be, he's a superstar like everything just fell into the lap it was perfect it was destiny and oh man i, I yeah i don't think the greatest show on turf is uh, it, it's good don't get me wrong i think it's still pretty talented um i still think they're good with isaac bruce edron james and kurt warner but um Oh, I just realized yeah, that's actually kind of cool because Edge and Kurt Warner played together on, in, I think, with the Cardinals, like down the road. I think yeah, they, they did together, uh, and they played in that Super Bowl. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I think largely, I don't think the greatest show on turf is remembered the way we think. Maybe we're talking about Tampa going in, you know, Tampa or Philadelphia, yeah, going in 1999. Um, you know, which definitely it could affect. You know, maybe it affects Andy Reid's legacy uh, going there. Eagles and Titans. Maybe Andy Reid gets one early on. Donovan McNabb's legacy, which is largely marred by the lack of championships. A lot of people don't, you know, I I just, it depends. But a lot of people look at Donovan McNabb largely as a not Hall of Famer because of his lack of rings, but in the quality of teams that he was on. So it shakes up, it, it rattles everything. If Marshall Falk is, uh, you know, if this Marshall Falk move uh, to the Rams never happens. Oh. Does that little thing where you still got veteran experience and talent on that team, plus you got a good young shutdown corner. I would have to say there's a good outside chance they might make it to the uh the fc championship game, game that year maybe they squeak by tennessee oh you mean a 99 the Colts? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one that's a tough one it is a, it is a possibility if you get that defensive piece but man i don't want to i don't want to sit here and discredit those titans and jag and that jaguars team those were filthy they were they were good, but veteran leadership over you know somebody that's been there. I mean, we talked uh, about the Colts the, did go thirteen and three that year. Yeah. Wait, did all three they, of them go to the playoffs? Who? Col- Colts, Titans, and Jaguars. Did all three of them go? Yeah, this is before the AFC South, though. Oh shit, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is AFC East. So that's it was right. uh it was Miami Buffalo Miami, New England. Yeah. Yeah. Jets no, New England didn't go this year, ninety nine. Oh no, but they didn't go, but I thought you were yeah. what the AFC East looked like. Yep. Okay. So that re clarifies some things. 
That yeah. is very yeah. intriguing. Um, because yeah, that adds another layer. Uh, you know, again, you got a, de- a nice defensive back piece. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, another playoff battle right there. I, and they only lost to the Colts by three points. Who did? So that's where I'm thinking Marshall Falk's knowledge comes into play. Because, you know, a lot of people talking about something recently. Bill's getting Von Miller and paying him all that money. Oh, yeah, 1619. Yeah. I don't think they're really paying him all that money for I, – I think it is production, but I think it's he know he has two rings. He knows how to win. Not to say Marshall Falk had a ring at this point, but he's seen enough in the NFL. He has that veteran leadership that he can point out things. Peyton said his rookie year, Marshall Falk was very integral in helping him with film study and pointing things out on defense. Right. With Edge, I mean, I don't know what Edge did back there, but I'm not trying to discredit him or anything like that worth that worth ethnic wise, but maybe with Marshall, he could be like, Hey, they're doing this and this and this Peyton. And then, you know, he could kind of help him switch on the fly. Like Peyton was so known to do throughout his career. And maybe that little, no pun intended edge that Marshall fall gives the, the Colts helps them get over. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm thinking they're going AFC championship game this year. Yeah, I think at least that will be big to knock off Tennessee, but I, I don't know if they beaten. Yeah, they play Jacksonville that year. They did not. They did not. Yeah, who did shit? Jacksonville. Jacksonville going to the AFC championship. So or going to the Super Bowl, po- possibly. I mean, they were that good. They went 15 and one or no, 14 and two. And yeah. the only losses that they had that year were to Tennessee, twice in the regular season and once in the AFC Championship game. And they I destroyed cannot. the Dolphins that year. Yeah, it was Marino's last. Yep. Jesus. So maybe we're talking about a Jaguars-Buccaneers Super Bowl. That, I don't think we get the same Super Bowl we got with that one. But I think that is, like you said, that is a very strong uh, it's probably the four teams, Buccaneers, Eagles. Uh, yeah, because what's the... And if Colts bump out Tennessee, you got Colts and Jacksonville at the top. Maybe maybe Minnesota? Minnesota makes kind of a comeback because they were still kind of halfway decent. Right. They gave St. Louis a run for the money. I think St. Louis makes the playoffs, but they're definitely not. They're definitely... I don't even think they're 13 and three. I think they're maybe like 10 and six or so. Okay. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more excited for the Colts in this situation. I think the Colts are much better of a team to kind of last. Right. Yeah. I mean, man, it's, it's so it's, it's cause right. Yeah. I mean, right. Like we said, edge was never really the pass catching Running back, he came out. His rookie year was exciting. I don't want again. I don't want to take anything away from that. But man, fifteen hundred yards on the ground that it that year. I think fifteen thirty five. I read is 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 rookie season. Like it was disgusting. So yeah, I, I'm I'd be all for it. 
uh, you know, as a, as a Colts fan, I think, like I said, it definitely hurts the Rams legacy. It hurts Kurt Warner. I don't think Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. I think it affects that. Possibly, you know, possibly. Uh, his story is just so cool. And, I, I, you know, maybe he would have gotten in. But it's hard to imagine this that, that offense without Torrey Holt in it. And, you know, having two wide receiver, one caliber guys catching, you know, 80, 90 balls a piece, grasping 1,300 yards a piece. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine that Rams team really taking off the way that it did. Your only other wide receiver, if you don't get Torrey Holt, is Yaz Hakeem. You don't remember yeah, I was like he was a kick returner. So yeah. Uh, I mean, because Marshall Falk that year, that's his thousands thousand year in ninety-nine. Yeah. Caught eighty-seven passes out of the backfield. So if you could get that production, I know so totally he's about over fourteen hundred yards. Marshall Falk between receiving and rushing. And I know Edge, we mentioned Edge was was good, but yardage Edge is only giving you about two thousand between receiving and catching. So uh, well it, actually that kind of it's the same, right? Yeah. If you think about it, but also you get a better, a little bit of a safety valve. I think Yeah, you get a better safety valve with like, that's, that's where you win your argument about stats aren't everything against yeah. me. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. It's easy. Now I got to put his head back down. I got to shrink it back down to size, uh, <laughs> but Thank you. yeah, but um but yeah, it, it's you know, there's that safety valve of Falk, you know, catching that high production. I mean, what was Edron James? Catch, how many passes did Edron James catch in '99? He uh, caught sixty-two for five eighty-six and four touchdowns. It's Marshall, not bad either. Okay, Marshall Falk. Where's the Rams again? I had everything. Marshall Falk. Okay, led the Rams in receptions with 87, and he had 1,048 yards receiving and five touchdowns. Right. So, I don't know. I think you just add that extra layer. They had some decent weapons. You know, the Colts had some decent weapons, too, and, you know, with, with Harrison there. Uh, I think they had a. I think they had Ken Dilger there too. Uh, tight was he a tight end or wide receiver? I can't. He remember. was a tight end. Tight end. So the '99 Colts starters, as they have them, this is this is what it would be like if they didn't trade Marshall Falk on offense. So you would have Peyton Manning, Marshall Falk, Marvin Harrison, that Colt great Terrence Wilkins, Ken Dilger. Uh, Marcus Pollard and your offensive line is still okay. Very young, yeah. Very, very young. I think Saturday was undrafted that year too, right? Or was he? When did Jeff Saturday? He was. I know he was undrafted. Um, he didn't. He's not listed as a starter. Jeff Saturday. 
when did he come in? Saturday came in at 99, but he wasn't a, but he doesn't seem like he was a starter yet. Start right away. Okay. I don't know. That's a good Colts squad in my estimation. It's, it's, it's a pretty good team. But when you look at the defense, the defense is a little bit older. Why would why why would you sign Cornelius Bennett? But okay, well, he still had five sacks. Defense is a little bit older, where the offense is mostly in their early twenties. Right. The defense is a lot of in their late twenties. Like your corners, where we talk about Champ Bailey, your corners are Jeff Burris. What do you? It's like trying to rebuild the Bills defense or something with Cornelius Bennett and Jeff Burris. Yeah, so, the but, youngest your youngest player was twenty. Six. I mean, that's not all, but right. Yeah. Defensive tackle, but um, not a whole lot of name value there. No, <laughs> not a whole Jeff, lot of name value there. Jeff Burris and Tyrone Poole, which I believe went on to go win. No, he wasn't on that 2001 Patriots team. I know he won one. Oh, he won. Yeah, he won two with the Patriots in 2003, 2004. Yeah. But yeah. your your corners are. Jeff Burris and Tyrone Poole, decent seasons. They combined for five picks and three sacks. But could you imagine having Jane Bailey for all those years? Oh my God! They they probably. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that's that's could be the difference between Peyton Manning having one Super Bowl and Indy or multiple. I know again, it's not just one player, but man, to have that anchor. Oh my God. I don't. The thing I can I am concerned about though is Marshall Falk's body at this point. Yeah, because it was starting to fall apart in '03. I think that was the year he got in the Madden cover, and that's the year he was out for the season, um, if I'm not mistaken. That's the only thing I'm concerned about with this with holding on to him. Edge was you know Edge was durable, and they let him go right before their Super Bowl year. They let him go right before it, which was you know it was that was a hard one for me. But what do you do? You know, if 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 you're the Colts and, and this guy that you held on to for, you know, five years again in this in this multiverse, so to speak, yeah. uh, you hold on to him five years past, you know, when, when th- that you did. Um, how's his body gonna hold up? And, and that's that's the biggest concerning thing to me because if you're a receiving type back, I, if running backs take a lot of punishment as it is, but man, a receiving type back, there's all sorts of you know. You take all sorts of abuse, all sorts of abuse. That's the only thing that I'm con- I'm concerned about with the Colts long term. And where does he go if he wants another contract extension? And how are you going to pay Peyton? And how are you going to pay Harrison? Harrison's you know due not too long after that for you know a nice contract extension. What's the negative? Could you imagine Dwight Freeney and Camp <laughs> Bailey? As your centerpieces on your defense, it's it's a happy thought. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially now with everything going on, could you? Uh, I, I, that's the only thing, like you said, that really gets me about Marshall Falk in this situation. It's like you said, there's that ninety nine to about two thousand three gap where he's Superman number one in the NFL. We see it all the time with NFL running backs. Uh, Sean Alexander, Larry Johnson, uh, David Johnson, guys like that. They just seem to explode supernova and then fall to the earth. Right. 
like, and then they just are a shell of themselves. But maybe this gives them time to find a running back. Like there was a different, little bit of a different dynamic when they got Joseph Adai. And is running back now that we're looking at it down the line, that running back position is not as important as you could say it was back. Right. Cause we all know what Joseph Adai's, you know, career was. I mean, it, it, he played awesome that Super Bowl year and he had some really good years, you know, at, you know, after, but it Maybe. didn't become the biggest factor, but I, I feel like right here. And, you know, again, if you hold on to Falk for those couple of years, you have a team that can actually compete with the Patriots in the postseason. Uh, I think there's a plus with that, but I don't know about that. Oh, six season. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little concerned about that one. Unless they found a running back successor, right? Because that offensive line was pretty good at that time. But unless they found a running back successor, uh, I don't know where the Colts stand in 06. Do they still have a ring? I think that's the bit. Do they still have a ring? And do they, the Rams have a ring? Right. I think it take. I think ultimately it takes away. They might get they might get one in the early like the early two thousand because New England Tom Brady were bumping Peyton out religiously yeah. <laughs> of the postseason it was <laughs> it was a gimme but they were I mean they were that good they were that good um, I don't think that the Rams get one I really don't uh, which is unfortunate but uh, I also think I'm trying to figure figure out where in that that health gap of Marshall Falk where they could have possibly gotten one. And I don't know. I don't know. Those Patriots teams were amazing. The only thing that I saw was maybe they didn't even make the playoffs in 2001. Right. And that was uh, Dungy's first year, right? I do believe so. Yeah. So honestly, if you keep, if you, I mean, if you keep, if you if if it everything goes good those first years, Jim Mora is probably extended. You might not get Tony Dungy, which is you know that that's a whole another can of so, worms in itself. D- Dungy came in after it came he came in at O two because Mora went six and ten. But Edge looks like he was injured and only played six games that year. Okay. You know, they did have Dominic Rhodes. I just, now that I'm looking at this, I'm glad you brought that up. They did have Dominic Rhodes, who wasn't that bad and could spell Falk. Right. I mean, Rhodes wasn't, he still ran for 1,100 yards that year that Edge was out. Yeah. I, I You might. Yeah, I think he left. I think he left after that, or no, not too long after that, but. So- I can't remember how long you stayed with the Colts. 2002, they lost to the Jets 41 to nothing. Yeah. In the wildcard game? Yeah. Yeah, Jets were good that year. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, 2002 Jets? Yeah. Uh, maybe they do beat the Patriots with Marshall Falk in 03. And this is the kind of the last hurrah. Well, no. If, well, I mean, that's if, if that's Falk. <laughs> staying healthy yeah i mean i know it's it's injuries are freak accidents but i i don't know man i don't i don't know if peyton has a ring in indy and i think that that looms over him forever 
maybe. Oh yeah, he got demolished. I, I'm thinking Dominic Rhodes helps him in some way. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little bit more optimistic. Uh, I think maybe the Dominic Rhodes things help him, and they can try and find another guy. Let's see. Oh four, yeah, they're not beating that team. Yeah, I don't. I think you're right. They might right. Eh. They might, like I said, they might be all right in 06, all things considered. Because it, it wasn't Edger and James, you know, there. They might be all right in 06. Yeah. But I, I don't I, I don't know if it really, I, I don't know how much it affects. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, because the die was kind of their feature back. But also, you, there's some shifting. You got to get the right piece maybe a year or two earlier. I don't know. I, I don't know how that goes. So right now, I'm in maybe they have one, the Colts have one ring. Maybe maybe they make it an 06. But I don't know. It certainly shifts up a lot of things. Again, Kurt Warner's legacy. The Rams, the greatest show on turf is not a thing. Uh, Yeah, there's definitely a lot of moving pieces there. So Yeah, I don't definitely know the Rams don't have one. Yeah. And the Rams don't have one. And I don't think... Kurt Warner, maybe, is it as big as a deal as we make him out to be? This may hurt the, nah. the Hall of Fame nod. You know, does he does he get to do? Are people calling for him in yeah. 07, Right? Is Arizona That's... like, hey, I want some Kurt Warner, or is you know, or the Giants after that, dude? Hey, we want Kurt Warner. Are they calling, making that phone call? I don't know. Yeah. So it, it certainly it, it certainly affects a lot of things. We know how much Kurt Warner played a part in Eli Manning's development too. There's that reciprocating effect or reverberating effect. Excuse me. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of moving pieces here. A lot of rabbit holes to go down. That's for sure. But largely um, that's kind of where we're at with this thing. Um, Yeah. Solid choice, dude. Solid choice. Is there anything else you want to add real quick before we uh, close up? No, I think we, you know, we explored it as much as we can before having like a five hour episode and going through every draft scenario and yeah. how edge fits into a Mike Mart seven drop quarterback, you know, thing. And as wide receivers get older. So like I said, it's, I know the Rams don't have one and I think the Colts might get to the AFC championship game earlier than what they expected, but kind of, I gotta kind of agree with you. After that, it's a little it's a little rocky because of what the Patriots were in 03, 04. And maybe oh I mean big maybe in 05. Yeah. That's huge. That's on Vanderjack. That's yeah. <laughs> 05 seasons. Uh, that's uh, I try to forget that one. Your idiot kicker. Drunk idiot kicker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, very good. Next week, I'm really excited to do this one. I'm a little excited, a little nervous. All right, we're going to do another Colts-themed one. I know we've done a lot of those this year, but there's some major what-ifs in Colts history. And uh, next week, four is this four years after his retirement, uh, we're yeah. going to take a look. Yeah, 2019. So 2019 season, 2020, 2021. We're going to the 2022 season. Um, what if Andrew Luck had never retired? 
All right. We did a quick gloss over with it when we started doing what ifs a couple years ago, but we never deep dived. And uh, this one's going to be good. This is going to be one of those, I think, anchor episodes because there's a lot. We see what the Colts are like right now in quarterback purgatory. Um, there's a lot of stuff that stems from all this and, you know, the rebuild that, you know, that, that was essentially halted by this retirement. So um, looking forward to doing that one. All right. That'll be next week. Make sure you stay tuned. We have a ton of uh, episodes, as we, as you guys know, five days a week, every single week. We threw a little bonus episode in on Saturday to cover all the free agency hullabaloo. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on, but that is it, everybody. Andrew, I thank you so much for your time, as always. Listeners, I thank you so much for your time. And until next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. Blue 